What's up, y'all? This is your girl, OVO Lemonade, coming at you with another podcast. So, on Saturday, October 28th, I went to Gabrielle Union's book signing for her book called We're Going to Need More Wine. And she did an on-stage interview with a moderator named Deborah Bass. This interview was so good, let me tell you. She was a true savage in these streets. So women now cheating has nothing on how she cheated back in the day. So I did take the interview and um, you'll get a little bit of it. I'm not going to give you all of it. I will put the part two next week. Here you go. Enjoy. All right. Okay, she's right there. Her film roles include her her breakout hit performance in Bring It On and lead roles in Deliver Us From Eva, Bad Boys 2, and Think Like a Man. On television, she's had critically acclaimed recurring roles on Ugly Betty, Friends, Army Wives, and City of Angels. And then, how many of you are watching her current show? Raise your hand. She's currently the star of the popular BET show, Being Mary Jane, where she... where she portrays a powerful cable news anchor who is equally fierce in her personal life. Gabrielle is also a powerful advocate for sexual assault survivors and women's health issues and supports the Young Survivor Coalition, the Rape Foundation, and is an ambassador for the Susan G. Komen Foundation. And now we can add New York Times best-selling author. You guys are the greatest audience ever. We had John Hamm here, and you're beating that audience completely. This week, debuted as number seven on the national bestseller list. In these often funny, honest, and deeply compassionate essays, Gabrielle shares everything from her childhood love of author Judy Bloom, who you can check out here if you're interested, her friendship with Prince, the ups and downs of her marriage, and issues of race and sexuality in Hollywood and America, and her distinctly intimate, relatable voice. The program this evening will be an onstage interview with Gabrielle Union, moderated by journalist Deborah Bass. Deborah, many of you may know. Tomorrow. So thank you guys so much for this. Wow. Wow. This is our biggest crowd yet. And we're going to be So thank you, St. Louis. Shout out, shout out. Thank you. All right, we'll get this started so you guys can actually ask some questions later. Uh... Just to start, now you're now Gabrielle, you're writing from a perspective that is unique in that it is largely absent from literature. Um, black woman, smart, educated, middle class, and existing in an entirely white world in one way, and existing in an entirely black world in another. Um, what was your inspiration for getting this in print? Like just the style and the format of it. I wanted it to feel like a conversation. Um, I think a lot of books uh, that are supposed to be helpful and informative feel like they're talking at you, not like having a, having a real dialogue. Um, and I wanted it to feel like a conversation with my girls. 
where we're sharing really uncomfortable uh, truths and telling crazy tales um, and there to be cocktails. So I, I wrote like I speak. Um, so I think for some of you who've read, had a chance to read the book, it feels like one of my Twitter rants or it feels like, you know, what you might see on my Snapchat or, or Instagram um, because it's just so personal. Um, I'm trying to offer my truth in a way that is relatable um, and, that, and that people can easily uh, get the message that I'm trying to send across. And I mean, this is the last stop on, on this tour. And what I've, what I've realized traveling across the country, meeting you know, now thousands of people, people are suffering um, and we're suffering in silence. And there's been so many times where people are like, thank you, me too. But they're not even talking about sexual assault. They're talking about fertility issues. They're talking about colorism. They're talking about black bodies and white spaces. They're talking about um, friendship challenges. They're talking about health crises. They're talking about prenups. And, in this, and certainly in the last couple weeks, in, in light of the Harvey Weinstein scandal, they're talking about sexual assault. But what people needed to feel was that they were a part of a larger community, that they weren't drowning and nobody was trying to save them. So this book is my hope um, just to let people know that I got you. Did you have any idea that your story was going to be so relatable to so many women, especially women of color? I did. Um, you know, I, I speak at corporate events. I've been speaking at colleges for many years. Um, and ev after every speaking engagement, there would be a line of people to talk not about Hollywood, but to say what you set up there. I thought it was just me. I thought I was going crazy. And so no, I mean, I, I knew that, that there was, you know, a lot of, a lot of my story um, is a lot of people's story. You know, everyone, I'm just gonna apologize now and we're in a library, but I cuss, so I'm sorry. Yes. But a lot of people have been through some shit. Yes. But we don't talk about the shit. And so people tend to just continue to suffer because you think you're alone. Mm -hmm. But what, 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 what did take a while was for me to have enough therapy um, to be able to share it in such a public way um, and do a press tour about it. And to be able to speak uh, a little bit more eloquently and educated uh, about some of the deeper issues that I cover in the book. Um, I didn't want to throw out some of my tough issues without offering the journey. Yep. But my journey includes therapy for the last 25 years. Mm. This July was the 25th anniversary of my rape. And I have been in therapy ever since. You know, people are like, how did you, how did, you know, I know, I know, I see how you got to Hollywood. I see, you know, I see you on Instagram, goals. And I'm like, I should be doing, you know, Facebook Live from my therapist's office. Because that's what gets me to the goals picture. Right. Which are filtered, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and and the thing is that all of that comes across in the book because like I was I was telling you backstage as I was reading it I was like I have never been brave enough to say some of the things that you've said in this book and obviously I need more therapy because um, <laughs> you talk so candidly about also this pressure of fame and how you know people you know even dealing with your rape and then having people want to come into your space come into your space when you're with your children, come into your space when you're, you know, having very difficult conversations with your friends. Was this book part A, an attempt to get us to shut up and leave you alone <laughs> so you can eat? <laughs> and what did you struggle with including? Because you include a lot. <laughs> um, we'll start with the first part. Um, the thing about celebrity and social media, we're inviting people into our lives. And so people be like, oh my gosh, you're my best friend in my head. And then if you happen to run into your best friend in your head, the urge to like tackle that person right. is pretty great. Um, but I've been talking about, I've been very honest about being a rape survivor for 20 years. I didn't just start sharing my story. I've been very clear about having post-traumatic stress syndrome. So this issue of boundaries is really tricky because as a woman in Hollywood, as a celebrity or whatever, to be a good girl is to allow everyone into your space. You post for every picture, no matter how uncomfortable. You don't move somebody's hand when they're groping your, your butt. You don't move somebody's, you know, when they do the old wrap around and they get you on the side boob. We all know the move. Um, or they rest it on the top of your butt, or you know, or they, somebody just yanks you. If you think about how close you have to get to, uh, to somebody to take a selfie, and people are constantly crying, you know, you know, you want the selfie. But as someone who suffers from post-traumatic stress, I freeze. It literally feels like I'm having a heart attack. My arm goes numb. But the intention is so pure and it's positive from you know from the person who wants the selfie but there's no thought or regard that I'm I may not be in the right space to recognize it and if I'm like I'm all right okay bitch <laughs> there's whole blogs about bad interactions with celebrities but we never think that Maybe they suffer from post-traumatic stress. As someone says, you've got rape energy that just swirls around you. Like things keep happening to you that you don't want to happen to you. So whether that be a selfie or, you know, um, having to interact with people when I'm in the midst of an anxiety attack, or even trying to talk my way out of getting out of my car in the parking lot at Target and reminding myself the likelihood of Target being robbed is pretty low. You've got your list, you've got your time, this is how you're gonna get in there, and then I'll be in Target, I'll be feeling pretty good. You know you go into Target for one thing and list, list be damned. <laughs> and literally someone will jump out Burr! It's cold in here! Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. You know you want this selfie. I'm like, you don't notice the flop sweat? 
but you don't want to be a bad celebrity. You don't want to be a mean woman. So you override everything that your body and your instincts are telling you to give. You try to be everything to everyone. You don't want to be people. You don't want to be that kind of celebrity. But what it fe- what it can feel like inside is terror. But nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know you want this selfie. Yank. You know, when when Terry Crews came out and said that while at a Hollywood party, someone a Hollywood executive grabbed his junk. In front of his wife, and he froze. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Terry Crews in real life. He is a mountain of a person. His wife is probably like five ten, and could whoop yo ass. <laughs> the sense of entitlement to even think about grabbing this man's junk in front of his wife that looks like she will whoop yo ex let you know how pervasive rape culture ent- entitlement and sexual harassment is and the fact that Terry Crews froze out of fear of being perceived as that guy mm-hmm. who got angry and mm-hmm. you know snatched up some executive If Terry Crews froze in the moment, imagine how some of your favorite celebrities might feel. You know, like we were talking the other night about the Kardashians, and three of them are, are pregnant, and they're hunted. They let us into so much of their lives. I mean, they, they share damn near everything. The fact that they've held back on this after Kim has been quite articulate about her fertility struggles, Chloe's been very articulate about her fertility struggles, but we hunt them. We want that bump. Give me the bump, Chloe! Damn you in that baggy sweatshirt. But if, if, you've, if anyone out there has had any kind of fertility issue or suffered any kind of miscarriage, your whole pregnancy you wish you were surrounded by a steel cage. Mm. 